0: Section thirty-five of Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Brian Keenan. Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume One, Section Thirty-Five. Wednesday, December One, Seventeen Seventy-Nine. Road twelve miles to Carden's. And preach to about one hundred serious people, and I hope there will be good done. Met Mr. Airy from Dorchester County, who was convinced by reading the writings of old Mr. Perkins. Mr. Airy solicits preaching in that county. I have taken cold by some means, it has brought on an inflammation in my throat. Thursday, too. There fell a very heavy rain, that prevented my going to Johnny Cake Landing. Sunday, twenty six. Preached at Andrew Purdin's to a large congregation, spoke with great power from His name shall be called Jesus. Afterward, preached at Jonathan Sipple's on John two eight. There was some moving among the people. Monday, twenty seven. Visited the sick, Cranmer, a faithful soul, and Ruth Smith, wearing away fast with a consumption, but praising God. AND CONTINUALLY PREACHING CHRIST. TUESDAY 28 A STORMY, RAINY DAY. WENT TO Lewis's, BUT NONE CAME. I MUST SPEND THE WHOLE NIGHT IN PRAYER, AFTER THE EXAMPLE OF MY LORD. FOR TEMPTATION IS TO TRY ME, PERHAPS FOR MY GOOD, AS I HAVE MANY THINGS TO LIFT ME UP. BROTHER HARTLEY IS NOW MARRIED, AND BEGINS TO CARE FOR HIS WIFE. I'VE SPENT BUT LITTLE TIME TODAY IN READING OR WRITING. There is a prospect of a work of religion in this state, if the preachers are faithful. But I fear none more than myself. Yet sure I am that I want to be the Lord's. The hard, cold weather is broke at last. People suffer much more in winter by cold, and in summer by heat, here than in England. I find the care of a wife begins to humble my young friend, and makes him very teachable. I have thought he always carried great sail, but he will have ballast now. Wednesday, twenty nine. Preached at D. Dehadway's to about two hundred people, and spoke livingly from Second Corinthians six, seventeen, eighteen. I was led out greatly. Preached at night at Joseph Purden's from First Corinthians fifteen, fifty eight, and had much liberty. One of the devil's camps, a tavern, is broken up here, for most of their neighbours have forsaken them. Thursday, thirty. Rode to Stradley's and preached on Luke four seventeen eighteen. I had life, and there were more people than I expected. I came to Thomas White's and went to see James Patterson. Very ill, he appears to decline swiftly. Friday, thirty-one. I went to Cardin's, a dreadful road, eight miles through the woods, and very cold. I spoke with great warmth on First John three. 4, 5. Always, when most tried, I have the greatest liberty. Saturday, January 1, 1780. I preached at Edward White's on Luke 3, 6-9, through 9, with great liberty. Not in much order, but useful to the people. Went to see I. Peterkins. He is continually praying, now death is before him. Lord, hear and answer his prayer. Now commences the new year. These two years past have been trying years to me, and I doubt not but this will be so likewise. Only, my God, keep me through the water and fire, and let me rather die than live to sin against thee. Sunday, too. Rode to Cardins, eight miles through the swamp, by ten o'clock, and preached at eleven to about two hundred people, from, To-day, if ye will hear his voice, HARDEN NOT YOUR HEARTS. I HAD THE PRESENCE OF GOD, AND SPOKE MORE THAN AN HOUR. I BELIEVE GOOD WAS DONE. WE CAME BACK SAFE THROUGH THE SNOW AND ICE, PREACHED AT BROTHER WHITE'S A LITTLE AFTER TWO O'CLOCK, ON DEUTERONOMY 29, TEN THROUGH THIRTEEN, UPON RENEWING THEIR COVENANT. ADDRESSED THE FAMILY AT NIGHT. IT WAS A DREARY NIGHT OF RAIN, WIND, SNOW, AND FROST. I HAVE BEEN MUCH TRIED AND MUCH BLESSED. IT IS THROUGH MUCH TRIBULATION WE MUST ENTER THE KINGDOM. MONDAY 3. EXCEEDING COLD WEATHER. THANK THE LORD FOR A HOUSE AND HOME, AND ALL NECESSARY THINGS. TUESDAY 4. READ A CHAPTER IN THE BIBLE, READ THE GOOD STEWARD, A SERMON UPON THE REFORMATION OF MANNERS, AND MR. WESLEY'S SERMON ON MR. WHITEFIELD'S DEATH. WAS CLOSELY EMPLOYED. PRAYED THREE TIMES IN THE FAMILY, and attended private prayer my usual times. I long to be holy and to make the best use of a short life. How much skill is required to be a doctor? What diseases the human body is subject to? What regimen and care are necessary? How many diseases hath the soul? What skill ought a preacher to have to know the causes and cures? It will require all his time and study, THE CONSEQUENCES OF miscarriages ARE GREATER IN THE SOUL THAN THE BODY. WEDNESDAY FIVE. PRAYED AND READ CLOSELY TILL THREE O'CLOCK IN MR. WESLEY'S FOURTH VOLUME OF METHODIZED WORKS. I HAVE MY TRIALS, AND BELIEVE IT IS BECAUSE I AM NOT SO EXTENSIVELY IN THE WORK AS I HOPE TO BE SHORTLY. THURSDAY SIX. I DID NOT TRAVEL, BUT READ MY TESTAMENT AND SOME OF YOUNG'S POETRY, WHICH IS VERY SUBLIME was much taken up in prayer. I want to be employed in traveling and preaching, if the weather would permit. Europeans cannot judge of the inclemency of our climate but by experience. I have hard struggles, but, glory be to God, His grace is sufficient. FRIDAY 7. The ice on the ground and the coldness of the weather prevents my traveling. This was a day of fasting. I ate nothing till after three o'clock, and then only a bowl of milk. Amidst all my exercises, I feel as though I advanced in the divine life. I am thankful that I am so well provided for, when, no doubt, thousands are suffering the want of food, firing, house-room, and clothing. Oh, may I act worthy of these favors. At four o'clock began reading Mr. Fletcher's Checks. Saturday, 8. I spent in reading and prayer. Sunday, 9. Preached on 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. And was as pointed as I could be. Lord, make it a blessing to souls. Monday, 10. Spent part of the day in examining the list of Mr. Wesley's books. Employed some time in prayer, but not so much as I had appointed. Tuesday, 11. I read the checks, went to view a spot of land for building a preaching house upon, formed a subscription paper, and obtained subscribers for about eighty pounds. Wednesday, 12. Was principally employed in assorting the books for sale. Thursday, 13. Finished reading the first check. The style and spirit in which Mr. Fletcher writes, at once bespeak the scholar, the logician and divine. Friday, fourteen. A day of fasting, prayer, writing, and visiting the Society. Was kept in peace, but did not spend so much time in prayer as I wished to do. Saturday, fifteen. I am going into Sussex. My mind is serene, raised to God and heaven, and longing for the salvation of souls as much as ever. I rode to Johnstown, the roads are spread with sheets of ice, but my horse, rough shod, went safe. Sunday, sixteen. Read my selections and part of the revelation and preached at Alexander Law's to about a hundred and fifty people an argumentative sermon from John four, forty eight. There were some opposers to-day. I met the family and spoke to the Africans. Monday, seventeen. Spoke from First 1 Timothy 1:15 1, with great enlargement to about 150 people, and Tuesday at Sharps on First 1 John 1, 8, 9 I had much light and liberty while speaking. I lodged at Mr. Ralston's, a candid, conversable Presbyterian elder. Wednesday, 19. Preached on Mark 8:34-36 at William Law's. To about one hundred and fifty people met the Society I was led out upon the subject, and believe many felt it. The Presbyterians appeared to be very attentive. Truth will bear a strict scrutiny Thursday twenty. Preached at Spencer Hitch's to about thirty people on Titus one fifteen sixteen. I was searching, and the weather very piercing. Afterward went to Mr Daniel Polk's. Friday 21 Road to white browns this week past i have been in much haste but have read a little every day and finished the book of joshua oh for more holiness of heart i cannot rise so early as i would it is so extremely cold these days and nights i long to be more spiritual i am glad to hear that brother cromwell's labours are blessed in the fork to the stirring up and awakening of several Glory be to God. May I rejoice more heartily in the success of others, and yet be moved to emulation, to live holier, to labour more, and preach with greater fervour. Sunday, twenty three. About three hundred people flocked together upon short notice, to whom I preached on Matthew one, twenty one, Thou shalt call his name Jesus. Was very plain, but not methodical. Met the society. The strangers who stayed fled when I had nearly done, for fear I should speak to them. In the afternoon I had a long conference with a Nicolite, who wanted to find out who were right, they or we. A man of no great argument, and I fear but little religion. This makes these people so troublesome to us. Monday 24. Preached a funeral sermon for Solomon Turpin to near three hundred people. From Genesis 50, 24. Was much assisted and spoke, including the funeral service and exhortations in all, three hours. The people stayed with great patience and seriousness, except a few wild young men. The work revives and truth will spread. Tuesday, 25. preached to about thirty people at J.T.'s on Psalm 27, 10. The Orphan's Hope. I had not great enlargement, but the few present, old and young, were in some degree affected. Satan has tried me, but cannot prevail. I read but little. The weather is so severe I cannot keep from the fire. The rooms are cold and unfinished, and families are in the way. I kept my times for prayer, but not so long or so feeling as I desire. Wednesday 26. Preached a funeral for one sizer. Though it was a cold day, I had about one hundred people. Spoke from Psalm ninety twelve. The house being uncomfortable, and the people cold, I had not the satisfaction I wished for, but hope there was some good done. Cold as it was, I read the burial service, and made some observations upon it that ought to impress our minds. I returned to John Flowers's, spent some time in conversation and prayer, and then came to R. Turpins. There are three serious girls left by their father in possession of a good plantation. They are young, but if they are faithful, God will stand by them. Rebecca is a pattern of piety, and a stay to all the rest. I could not but advise them to keep house. Lord, help me to improve. What is man? I am much troubled at times. I must travel. I always find a blessing in it. GOD HAS GIVEN ME HEALTH, THE BEST CONVENIENCE, AND SOME GIFTS, AND I HAVE SOME PARTICULAR BUSINESS THAT OTHERS CANNOT SO WELL DO. LORD, PARDON MY PAST SLOTHFULNESS. THURSDAY 27. THE WEATHER WAS VERY COLD, AND THE WIND SO EXCEEDINGLY HIGH, IT WAS HARDLY SAFE TO TRAVEL. AS I HAD NO APPOINTMENT, I STOPPED FOR ONE DAY, AND READ MY BIBLE IN COURSE, THROUGH JUDGES. Read a part of Fothergill's journal. Instructed Thomas Garritson a little in English. Friday 28. A fine day for traveling. Yesterday was so cold it was hardly possible to travel without getting one's limbs frozen. I rose soon after five o'clock, prayed four times before I left my room, and twice in the family. I then set out for Isaac Moore's below Broad Creek. Met with some difficulty in the way from the ice, but came there safe. Was variously exercised with thoughts, and had hard fightings. After riding twenty-five miles, I took a little food, this being a day of abstinence and prayer with me. Saturday, twenty-nine. Rose at five o'clock, prayed five times in private, once in the family, and transcribed into my collection a piece for the preachers, from Baxter's Works. Read a few chapters in the Old and one in the New Testament. My soul is more at rest from the tempter when I am busily employed. Very cold weather, yet. We are under great disadvantages in large families. People want much to talk. No glass in the windows. Some places not a room to sit in with any solitude. Went to visit a young woman, near her end, in a dropsy. She was in some doubt about her acceptance with God though a professor. I came in to her comfort. Surely it is a serious thing to die. Sunday, 30. Preached on John, 2nd Epistle, 8th verse. Had many to hear, and I spoke with zeal. Monday, 31. Rose at five o'clock and prayed six times, and hope God will be with and bless us, and make it a time of power. But oh, I passed through the fire day after day. Lord, let me rather die than live to dishonour thee. I preached on Psalm 113, 1. Had many to hear, but not great liberty in speaking. Joseph Cromwell came in and gave an exhortation. The people were very serious. In the evening we divided the circuit, and settled the preachers' stations. John Cooper for Sussex and Somerset, Hartley and Black for Kent, and part of Sussex. Tuesday, February 1, 1780. At nine o'clock we had a love-feast, a time of great tenderness. After some time Brother Cromwell spoke, his words went through me, as they have every time I have heard him. He is the only man I have heard in America with whose speaking I am never tired. I always admire his unaffected simplicity. He is a prodigy, a man that cannot write or read well Yet, according to what I have heard, he is much like the English John Brown, or the Irish John Smith, or Beveridge's Shepherd's Boy. I fear he will not stand or live long. The power of God attends him more or less in every place. He hardly ever opens his mouth in vain. Some are generally cut to the heart, yet he himself is in the fire of temptation daily. Lord, keep him every moment. I preached on 1 Thessalonians 1, 5, and was much let out. There were about 500 people. This meeting will be attended with a great blessing. Rich and poor approved the doctrine. I heard of the sudden death of my dear friend Jonathan Skipple. About 18 months ago he was brought home to God, from an open sinner, to be a happy, faithful man. He is soon taken away from the evil to come. He was loved, and is much lamented. IN EXTREME PAIN, BUT FULL OF PATIENCE, AND REJOICING IN GOD, HE MADE A BLESSED END. ALL HAIL, HAPPY SOUL, SOON TAKEN THY FLIGHT TO REST. THIS IS CLEAR GAINS INDEED, LATE BROUGHT IN, SOON TAKEN AWAY. MY MIND MOVES WITH MIXED PASSIONS OF JOY AND GRIEF. FREEBORN GARRITSON SPOKE IN HIS USUAL PLAINNESS AS TO MATTER AND MANNER, BUT IT MOVED THE PEOPLE GREATLY. Wednesday 2. I preached a funeral sermon over a young woman by the name of Amelia Dodwell. I had hope in her death. I spoke on Ecclesiastes 9, 10, with great fervor and clear views. Brother Cromwell exhorted. I spoke at the grave. The people were serious. Strangers attended that did not, would not, before quarter meeting. These people were drawn, and friends refreshed. Life Begets Life. I have been humbled in spirit, but, blessed be God, all things go well in my own heart. Freeborn Garretson had a desire to go to Dorset. I consented to his going, and the Lord go with him. Thursday 3. Rode to Mr. Freeney's about ten miles, and preached to about one hundred people. I spoke upon, to-day, if you will hear his voice, etc., BROTHER CROMWELL EXHORTED, AND SOME WERE MOVED. FRIDAY FOUR Rode TO JONATHAN BOYER'S AND PREACHED TO ABOUT EIGHTY PEOPLE. THE BAPTISTS FOLLOWED US ABOUT. HERE WE MET WITH A WOMAN IN DEEP DISTRESS. WE BOTH SPOKE TO HER, AND, I HOPE, SENT HER AWAY COMFORTED. I HAD TODAY A PROVIDENTIAL ESCAPE. MY HORSE STARTED, TURNED ROUND IN THE WOODS, HARDLY ESCAPED RUNNING ME ON THE TREES. WHICH, IF HE HAD, WOULD HAVE OVERSET ME, AND MIGHT HAVE BROKEN THE CARRIAGE AND MY LIMBS, THE GROUND BEING SO HARD. BUT, THANKS BE TO GOD, I RECEIVED NO HURT. I SPOKE AT BOYER'S FROM THESE WORDS, WILL YE BE ALSO HIS DISCIPLES? SATURDAY FIVE CAME TO MORGAN WILLIAMS'S, AND WAS RECEIVED KINDLY FOR THE FIRST TIME. I FOUND ONE OF MY COUNTRYMEN UNDER DEEP DISTRESS, A BACKSLIDER, AND A MAN OF SENSE. If restored, it may be he will be a preacher. He is afraid it is impossible he should be restored. I showed him the meaning of Hebrews, sixth chapter, that it must be one who denied the work of the Holy Spirit, and opposed as the Jews did, and in enmity to crucify Christ, which he never did. Sunday, six. Spoke on Hosea thirteen, nine. There were more people than the house could hold and they were very attentive. The people seem quite ripe in the fork for the gospel. I rode to Choptank near thirty miles. Monday 7. I went to see the old people at Mr. and Mrs. Peterkin, rejoicing in God and willing to die. Made an addition to my book to the preachers. I have done but little of account, but visiting the sick and praying with them. Tuesday 8. I added to my book, and kept my times of prayer. I abridged from Mr. Law. My mind was well taken up with God. Wednesday 9. Have peace, but long to be more employed in the public work. I hear the work spreads in Bolingbroke and Talbot. So the Lord leads us on through many hindrances. Perhaps there never was such a work carried on by such simple men, of such small abilities, and no learning the lord shows his own power and makes bare his own right arm brother garritson set off for dorset to preach the gospel we committed the remains of mrs peterkin to the dust at thomas whites she died in full triumph of faith many people were present and we gave exhortations suited to the occasion thursday 10 i read a little in the morning and visited the sick WAS BLESSED IN TALKING WITH J. WHITE'S FAMILY. I MUST SPEND WHOLE NIGHTS IN PRAYER. I HAVE BEEN IN PEACE, BUT WANT MORE LOVE. BROTHER HARTLEY HAS OBTAINED A DISCHARGE FROM TALBOT JAIL AFTER MUCH LABOR AND PAINS. THE GRAND JURY RETURNED THE BILL OF INDICTMENT, IGNORAMUS. THUS GOD MAKES WAY FOR US IN ALL TRIALS. PRAYED FOR AN HOUR AFTER I TOOK MY ROOM. I TOOK MY BED ABOUT TEN O'CLOCK. Had not prayed in the day so much as I should. Oh, my God, keep me in the spirit of prayer. Saturday, 12. Visited my friends and prayed from house to house. Met the class and was much blessed. Spent some time in prayer, but Satan hath many devices. Sunday, 13. I rode eight miles and preached to about two hundred people who seemed dead and unfeeling. Spoke on Romans five nineteen twenty, 20, and labored hard to make them understand, but fear they did not. At three o'clock preached on First Timothy 3, 5, with some life. We had but few people, and most of them strangers. Monday, 14. The work of God revives, but the people are not so faithful as they ought to be. Tuesday, 15. A rainy morning i had to go to slaughter's and on my way called at john cases prayed and went on to the place of preaching there were about 100 very attentive poor ignorant people spoke on acts 13:26 with great liberty it was through great tribulation i went i am tried as by fire i called at dial's and spoke to him about his soul went to see old mrs cox a great professor of religion, but now going out of her senses on account of the loose behavior of one of her children, which makes me fear she was upon a self-righteous foundation. She is now in a delirium, insensible of anything. Spoke rousingly to her, but could not wake her at all. Went from there to Mr. Peterkin's. He is sick, but has no deep sense of religion. Wednesday, 16. A bright, blessed morning, but I am in heaviness through manifold temptations. But trust the Lord will keep me. Have read in the intervals of these two days twelve of Mr. Wesley's sermons, and cannot read them without conviction and great instruction. God is with me. He is preparing me for great labors, and I hope yet to endure to the end, but must be more sanctified. Lord, hasten the hour. Thy kingdom bring in and give me the power to live without sin. Keep me holy and constant in thy work, always industrious, that Satan may have no fair occasion to tempt. I lectured at Edward White's on John 14, 19-21, and had great liberty, love, and life, and the people likewise. After all my trials God blesses me. Satan is a liar, and Christ is true. And will never leave nor forsake me Thursday seventeen, I am going to preach a funeral sermon for Zach Nichols, a schoolmaster, a reading churchman, an Englishman, and wish I could say assuredly a Christian. I found great liberty in preaching from matthew twenty four forty four read and explained the funeral service. There was a great melting among the people, and I hope not in vain. SATURDAY, 19. I rode through bad roads to Williams's, and was in peace and prayer. Stepped into Johnson's, took dinner, and had some close conversation with him. He is a mild, conversable man. I came in late, the people were met, exhorted, and felt some life among the people. SUNDAY, 20. Was solemn in prayer. Spoke on James one through 22-24. I was assisted to be close, moving, and argumentative, but have in general hard labor. Here they are an unsettled people, and weak of understanding. Preached in the afternoon at the Widow Breedy's, from James 1, 8, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. This text was pressed upon me to speak from while at Williams's, and I could not get over it. In the afternoon I found there was a cause. The Nicolites had been working upon several of our friends, and had shook them with their craft. These are a people who sprung from one Nichols, a visionary, but I hope a good man. He held Quaker principles, but the friends would not receive him. A certain James Harris is at present their leader. They clothe in white, take everything from nature, and condemn all other societies that do not conform to the outward. If a man were to speak like an archangel... If he sung, prayed, and wore a black or a colored coat, he would not be received by these people. They were almost asleep when the Methodists came, but now are awake and working with simple, awakened people. They love, like some other denominations, to fish in troubled water. They oppose family prayer as much as any sinners in the country, and have much to say against our speakers. Profess what they will There is nothing in names. End of section thirty five. Recording by Brian Keenan.